should we should start this, huh? Yeah. I was gonna say your your wine guy who I bought the wine from and, oh. and seemed to know like a lot of stuff about things. Like when I was he's like, What are you doing tonight? And I was like, recording a podcast. Yeah. He asked, What's the name of your podcast? And I gave him the new name and I What do you say? Well he started talking about how Grubhub and StubHub sound he just for the first time realized that Grubhub and StubHub are very similar sounding. Well, I don't really wanna be in their wheelhouse yeah. of products. I want it to be like I buy my tickets from here, I get my food from this place, and then I get my horror movie podcast from this place because after those two services, of course, your next thing would be like, I want to listen to a horror movie podcast. So you go to StabGrabHub. StabGrabHub. StabGrabHub.com. Hello, and welcome to StabGab. We are your hosts, Donna Rickles. And, and Andrew Morton. Um, Andrew tripped over his name. Do I you... did. I, because I got confused because you said we are your hosts, and I was going to say, and Andrew Morton. I just, I just really say, like the idea of you being like, um, I've been lying to you for all these years. My name is, I tripped over because I was about to say Anne, and that's when I realized that, uh, I really said my it. name also has and in it. So and, like, Andrew. and, and Andrew. Yeah, you're like next headroom. Um, <laughs> so this is a podcast where we dissect horror movies of, I'm going to use your line again, oh, Andrew, yeah. of yesteryear. Yesteryear. This week, we actually have our very first guest on with us. <laughs> Who is also a B-list horror movie aficionado, like myself, because we actually grew up together watching these movies. It's my brother, Patrick! Hi, everyone. Welcome, Pat. Thank you for having me. We're so glad to have you here. There's a lot of movie to cover this week, and I think Three Minds on this is going to be way better. Yes, this (laughs) this is true. As I said, Pat is my brother. Uh, We both have really bad allergies, so we spent a good portion of our childhoods indoors watching TV. (laughs) And one of our favorite things to do together as children was to watch the horror movies that would come on during the day on TBS or USA. Or sometimes we would even stay up and watch USA up all night. No HBO. We did have HBO, but I feel like the best B horror movies were always on those two stations. By the way, that was not a judgment. I did not have HBO. We just had regular, I know. What are you, you regular cable. Bougie though. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so whenever we have guests on, we plan on having guests more guests on in the future. The guest gets to pick the movies, and guests get to introduce the horror movies. So, Pat, yes. what was this week's pick? So this week's pick was an old favorite of mine, which was Troll 2. You're late. Sorry, we had a small mishap. Have a nice stay in Mill Park. You in our city. Still telling the same story, Josh? Powers of evil are very strong here. Ah! Goblins don't exist. Goblins don't exist. Troll 2 was made in 1991 by Claudio Fragasso. (laughs) (laughs) If I were to summarize, it would be about... The back of the VHS box. What's your back of the VHS box on this one? Back of the VHS box description. The Waits family trades homes with a family from rural scenic Nilbog. (laughs) 
The youngest Waits family member, Joshua, is afraid that the town's inhabitants are goblins and are trying to do harm to the family based on warnings from his dead grandpa, Grandpa Seth. (laughs) Holly Waits, the daughter, is having trouble with her boyfriend, Elliot Cooper, who prefers the company of his friends, Drew, who I call Bandana Friend, Brent, who is Mullet Friend, and Arnold, in comparison to spending time with her. Wow, you've actually got their names. (laughs) That's pretty good. Elliot and his friends tag along for the family adventure. The parents, Michael and Diana Waits, are oblivious. Horror hilarity ensues. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'm very glad you picked this film. I've, so I've never seen this film. I knew this film somewhat by reputation just because I think it does. It has a bit of a cult following these days, mm-hmm. um, but I did not. I never IMDb'd it. I never Wikipedia'd it. I went in completely cold. I'm so Good. glad you did. My favorite part about it is that while it's cultural too, there's two things that are important about that, which is one is not actually a sequel to Troll nope. 1. And uh, also the, they, there were um, no actual trolls in the movie. The word troll, troll is never even said never in this said movie. Anybody. For all intents and purposes, it's they are goblins. Goblins, yeah. So, this movie starts out with our young friend, Joshua, mm-hmm. who is a little boy, maybe yeah. about the age 10. He is the main character of this movie. He is the main focus. Reminiscent of the uh, child actor who starred in Mac and Me. Mm-hmm. Not the same kid, but... And it's the opening scene much like Princess Bride. Yes. He's got I... his grandpa over, but I'll tell you in a second that he's not really over there. <laughs> Um, and Grandpa's over, and he's reading him horror stories for before he was asleep. It's like an old tome. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like, you know what's going to get this kid to go to sleep? Really creepy fucking horror stories. Yeah. So he's reading him a horror story about goblins. about goblins. His mother bursts in because he's supposed to be in bed and hears him talking. Turns out, Grandpa Seth is dead. Yes. Yeah, Grandpa Seth is not there. He's 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 regaling uh, young Joshua of all stories about goblins, but he's uh, he's crossed over to the ethereal plane. Grandpa's got a real chip on his shoulder about goblins. He really oh, does. Oh, yeah, he was super aggressive n- while reading yeah. that. And it's yeah. never explained, like, okay, yeah, I know they're goblins and they're evil, but, like... I mean, I would understand that if, like, maybe he's like, and my father was killed by goblins. But it's just like, he's got a real fucking chip on his shoulder about goblins, and it's never really explained, like, why. Or how he knows about them, or anything. I should say I watched a documentary about the making of this movie called The Best Worst Movie about Troll 2. Yes. So it gives a lot of behind the scenes Directed by young Joshua. Directed by... Who's now adult, and not named Joshua. He's now... Um, Michael he, Stevens. Michael Stevens. Thank you. In it, they do point out that this movie does literally have nothing to do with Troll 1. Oh, no. It has yeah. absolutely nothing yeah. to do with it. Like, it was made by an entirely separate company. It, it, is, it was just released as Troll 2 to get some sort of, you know, cachet off of yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Troll 1. But because originally, I think it was named Goblins? Right. Maybe. Right. That would make a hell of a lot more sense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Since no one... Yeah, everyone just says Goblins the entire time, so... Well, then after mom walks in and catches Joshua essentially talking to himself, (laughs) um, this is when the really, really bad dialogue begins. Not that, like, Grandpa Seth and Joshua should have been up for an Academy Award, but man, (laughs) fucking mom is, like, reading off a cue cards. She's just like, your grandfather is dead. He must be banished from your memory. (laughs) And it's just like, holy shit. And then this is... The dialogue we we come to find out if you do a little deep dig is um, the screenplay writer for this movie is also the wife of the director 
and they're both Italian, so English is her second language, and yes. she decided to move ahead and write the dialogue for this movie in English. Based on what I what I was reading, they literally um, used a dictionary. So she wrote the whole script in Italian, and they just went into they took a dictionary and were like, "What are?" The oh, I thought that? she wrote it in English, you but it was it? like they did like a Google Translate. Yes, they basically did the the, the their the nineties version of Google yeah. Translate. So then the actors were like, "Can we just like ad lib these lines because none of this dialogue really." like makes sense and it's super choppy and the director was like no you have to read a word for word the documentary I watched makes very clear that the director thought he was making a very serious film. It's like, uh, come on, man. It's called Troll 2. You really think it's going to be a serious movie? Everybody in it was like, this is a ridiculous movie. But he he really, he genuinely believed in it. They thought... He's um, like, this is my Citizen Kane. They thought it was a Citizen <laughs> Kane. And, and the screenwriter, she was like, well, this is like we're saying important things. Like, they really wanted to bring some weight to it. Um they probably should have spent a little more money on a better translator then because the dialogue is... So choppy. So awful. We move on, like, from... From that opening scene, we move into, like, the sister, like, weightlifting, and it looks like she's been weightlifting for, like, hours. She's, like, soaked in sweat, and her her boyfriend rolls up, yeah. and he makes some joke about, like, it was, like, the homo comment. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets, What does he say? Um, so he comes in, and he says something a little bit churlish to her, and yeah. she kneed him in the nuts. Yeah. yeah. And he doubles over, and he says, oh, oh what are yeah. you doing? Trying to turn me into a homo? Which... <laughs> I immediately thought 80s homophobic. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and that's then, like, the, like the worst, like one of the worst 80s insults. You're a homo. <laughs> but then after that, she says, he's like, wait, what does he say? So he he gets kneed in the nuts and <laughs> he's like, what are you doing, trying to do? Turn me into a homo? And then that's where the daughter goes into saying, you know, if my dad discovers you here, he'd cut off your little nuts and eat them. Yeah. Wow, you even got yeah. the intonation. Yeah. stand you. You yeah, even yeah. got the intonation right. That was really, yeah. that was, and then that it was, was just like, perfect for the, uh, for... I mean, I was just like, your dad's gonna eat your boyfriend's nuts. Like, yeah. that's gross. And then it's, I did, on my notepad... Right after that comment, I wrote this dialogue, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, kind of the way that you're saying that, too, it sounds like kind of Irishy. Little nuts. Oh, you little nuts. <laughs> your, your blue hearts and your yellow diamonds. And, your... and little nuts. <laughs> yeah. But I, I had to listen to that a number of times over to make sure that I got what she was saying correctly. She said, if my dad discovers you here. And actually the first time I wrote that down, I wrote down I wrote down quickly, if my dad caught you here. Right. And I'm like, oh no, wait a minute. She actually says discover. <laughs> and this comes back to this whole like bad English use throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And immediately right after, I I wrote down her her specifically <laughs> saying, Oh Elliot, it will be wonderful. This time we will be able to be together for sure. Oh yeah! <laughs> Like fucking weird and yeah. awkward. And then she talks about, but your friends can't come, yada yada. And Elliot then says, I'm going now and I will tell them. <laughs> <laughs> he comes with the mother. Yeah. So the family is leaving the next day to go to the quaint farm town called Nilbog. They're doing a house exchange. Yeah, Yeah, they're doing a house swap with a family that lives in Nilbog. So they take off in a car. (laughs) Elliot swears that he'll come with them, and he's supposed to be at the house at a certain time. He never shows up. They start their trip late. Um, Daughter's super bummed that he didn't show up. Well, especially because she said while in the car last night he told her he loved her. Yeah, I don't remember him saying I love 
love you. But assuming actually that he said I love you the previous night, that would have been right after she kicked him in the nuts. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's how you show love. That's how I won my husband over. <laughs> I remember it was at your wedding, and you were like, with yeah. these... Like, with this swift kick to the nuts, I the wed. <laughs> I said, I do. He said, ah! <laughs> um, then they're in a car heading up to beautiful Nilbog, and my favorite scene from this, this car ride oh. was to break up the fight that's happening between the daughter and father over Elliot, the boyfriend. The mom's like, stop fighting! Joshua, sing that song yeah. that I like! What's that song called? Row your boat! <laughs> and he's singing under such duress, like... And then she starts singing. Mother starts singing, too. Oh, wait, and then the dad chimes in, and, like, he picks up yeah. a little later, so they're doing, like, a, like a round The bit. dad's very enthusiastic oh, just Lord. to get out to the fresh country air, which mm -hmm. he mentions several times. So, yeah. like, he's probably not even paying attention to the fact that his little son is having, like, a total emotional meltdown. Meltdown. Right? But beyond that, I mean, <laughs> Joshua is suffering because he's hallucinating. Right. He's seeing his grandfather as sort of the Obi-Wan Kenobi of this Movie. Oh yes! Yeah, that is just yes. yeah. He's, he's just like he's like an old wizened man with a with a white wow. beard. I can't believe you just called Grandpa Seth Obi Wan Kenobi. He's Obi Wan Kenobi with the with the snowman from Rudolph's voice. Does that make Joshua Luke? Do you think that this is maybe a allegory for Star Wars? It has its basis in the hero's journey, I would say, just as Star Wars did. You know, Joseph Campbell, hero of the thousand faces, that kind of thing. So, in that way, yes, I would argue they're similar. All right, so the family finally makes their way to picturesque Nilbog, which basically looks like the set of an abandoned, like, Western. Yeah. But on the way there as well, Joshua says that he needs to throw up after a scary dream. He, he gets out of the car. He thinks he sees Grandpa. He goes over, and he's talking to Grandpa. He's like, have him turn back. You're driving into danger. Yeah, he's like and the family backs the car up and says, Joshua, what are you doing? And he turns around, and it's actually some scary-looking homeless person who he's yeah. talking to. He's like, so you're going to give me a ride? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, get in the car, Joshua. And then they continue on to Nilbog. Um, so they, sh they show up in Nilbog to do this house swap with this family. Yeah. They go to the family's house. Holy shit. The yeah. family are like the fucking rudest people in the world, yeah. and it never really seems to hit home with Joshua and his family. They're like, here's our fucking house, you douchebags. And at one point in time, as the camera actually pans to go over all the family members, it pauses and zooms in on what looked like a skin lesion on every single yes. one of oh, them. Oh, which oh, we'll yeah. find out that they all got that. Yeah. It's so gross. It's really you know, funny. maybe it looks like chewed up gum. <laughs> Bigly chew. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love that stuff. I, uh, I didn't have gum when I was Side note, yeah. I used to eat it. You ate it? Like you swallowed it? Yeah. Weird. Like Anyways, back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through this podcast, you're like, oh, I don't feel so good. I I'm like, oh, I, got, I finally got to get rid of all that gum. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll wrap, we'll wrap up. Donna's got to go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> you got to cut it out. So the real friendly Nilbogian family, they go to hop in their car and head over to the city. Yeah, for that. And uh, the dad is, like, fucking shouting after them all the fun things they could do in the city. And they're, again, just, like, middle fingers blazing. They're like, we don't fucking care. Fuck you. So the family, minus Joshua, just all kind of write it off. And they go in the house. Joshua is outside shaking his head like a... Like a grumpy old man. So the little kid, the Nilbagian kid, who's driving away in the pickup truck to head to the city. Yeah. 
the father's like, you can go to museums. Yeah. Ride museums. the subway. Watch street rats pull pizza. We largely spent that time talking about all the amenities that they had in their house. Oh, in yeah. City. Like, we've got, we've got the VHS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Microwave. Microwaves. Okay. So as this car was pulling pulling out of the driveway, the little the little shit Nilbogian kid throws a baseball at Joshua, and then on the baseball is written, uh, oh, yeah. "Eat don't or, wait, eat before we eat you." Yep, spooky. And it's oh, written yeah, yeah. in green gel food cake. Cake decorator. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, it totally it? did. Yeah, it looks yeah. like gel cake decorator. <laughs> yeah. Side note, yeah. that gel is really hard to work with on a cake. And one yeah. time I tried to make a birthday cake for a friend and write, like, you know, happy birthday and then the name. Mm-hmm. And I gave up after happy <laughs> because it was so hard. So all I wrote was happy day. Happy day. <laughs> and that's what the cake said. It just said happy day. So the weights... The weights are now hanging out in the house. Joshua now is like like a little weirded out. He's like, things aren't feeling right. And then he has another vision of Grandpa shows up. Grandpa yeah. gives him the skinny. Turns yeah. out town is filled with goblins. And they want to turn their family into a goblin food. And the way that that yeah. is done is by eating food that has this gooey green substance yeah. in it that will turn a human, once consuming it, into plant based jello yeah it kind of turns you into like half jello half plant so we, the families... we should set this up though probably was that when the family walks into the house there is food laid out for them yes and everything yeah. all of the food is like bright green or has a bright yeah. green element to it they're about to dig into the food right. grandpa Seth makes an appearance and he's just like he's like Joshua he's like Tell he's him. rattling his chains yeah, yeah, yeah. Joshua like, Jacob <laughs> yeah he's like fucking Jacob Marley he's like, yeah he's like tell the family not to eat the food just and like, he's like grandpa but how do how do I do that and grandpa's like well snaps his fingers and gives joshua 30 seconds yeah so joshua's (laughs) frozen in time joshua everything's frozen he has 30 seconds to react to stop his family from eating goblin food walks around the entire family dramatically as they're doing the worst frozen mime you've ever seen in your life yeah everyone's still kind of slightly moving (laughs) so joshua's answer to get his family stop eating is to fucking piss all over the food yes well yes the way they do the shot is joshua Joshua's like, I don't know what else to do. So he hops up onto the table and unzips his pants. And then we cut to him being punished by his dad. And they cut to it. So the thing is, for a moment, it kind of hangs in the air what exactly Joshua was doing. What did you think was going to happen? He's going to pee on the food. You think he's going to masturbate on the food? He's like fucking 10 years old. (laughs) You are a disgusting (laughs) human being. I don't know why we're friends. Well, wait until you get to what the father does 30 seconds later. Oh, yeah, with the belt. But I was going to say there's at least three things Joshua could have possibly have done. What was the third thing? Okay, well, we got pee. He could have pissed on it. He masturbated could have, on could it. Jerked off on it or taken a dump drop on the food. Drop a deuce. Yeah, could have done that on the food. That would have really only taken care of one dish. Yeah, it's not efficient I, enough. But perhaps you would have lost your appetite. I know if I was at a fine restaurant and somebody did that, I would have left. Oh, I would have stayed. I'm not saying that. That's I would have wanted a free meal. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but so as it cuts to Joshua being dragged upstairs yeah. by his father. We get the best fucking line in the whole it's movie. 
You can't piss on hospitality. <laughs> I won't allow it. <laughs> I have no words. No. Yeah, I'm like, you're right, Dad. That needs to be a fucking t-shirt. But he's really, but he's really. <laughs> Any <laughs> listeners out there who uh, take a shine to me and my voice? I should tell you. You can send a you can't piss on hospitality t-shirt to PO Box. What Pueblo, Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to admit, like around here, there were two other really good lines that I had to make a note of. Oh yeah. So he says he tightens his belt by one loop so he won't feel hunger pain. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, is that all I had to do? Because you know, I generally did my appetite controlling through smoking. <laughs> so you like all I these ruined years my later. lungs for nothing. <laughs> and I missed a trick there, but also. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the dad was saying, like, it's not going to hurt me because I grew up and I had to deal with hunger. And I'm thinking, like, whoa. Okay, there's <laughs> a bit of backstory. Movie, right? Yeah. There's That's a bit a, of ba- a sad backstory too. here yeah. for the dad. So. But I also want to add one other thing, too, is just because we were talking about how weird it was, like, that they did the shot of the kid right before he pisses on the food. They cut, which led me to think... Is it multiple options of what he made? I think, I don't know, there are probably other people out there that thought this, but that did not cross my mind. You're in that masturbation boat by yourself. I'm not in the masturbation boat. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) wants Nobody, no, nobody wants to be in the masturbation room. I wish you'd been over here when you said that. <laughs> well, we have the title for this for this uh, podcast. A masturbation boat. The masturbation. But 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 here's the thing. Toot toot. So the father throws Joshua. He takes him to his bedroom and he throws him down and he says the line. He's like, "You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it." Then the father goes for his belt and before he gets out the line, like, oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, just, yeah. I'm tightening my belt because of the hunger pain. Yeah. I was like, thinking, "What are you gonna do, Daddy?" And I'm like, Aah. "Yeah, yeah." And I was like. And at that point, I'm like, I'm like, well, the kid pissed on the food. I was like, is the dad about to piss on the son? <laughs> I did not think that's that. That's what I thought. Yeah, oh that's what I thought. Oh, my God, yeah. It's like, you, you fucking give the food a golden shower, I'm going to give you a golden shower. Yeah, it's like, he's like, oh, you're going to piss on the food? We're going to piss on you. And I thought, you know, that's weird. And then it's Joshua spending the first night or everyone's spending the first night in their new uh, home, their home away from home. Joshua notices all the goblin art around the room, and it's just like... This is normal. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, who the fuck? Like, so then after this traumatic evening spent at first night in home with the troll picks and all of the things, we we now see Holly's boyfriend in an RV. We don't know where the RV came from. They're barreling down the highway. It's him and his... Him and his his buddies. His boys. His crew. Because she says earlier... She's like, I, you have to pick between your boys. Your boys or me. Yeah. So they're barreling down the highway, heading towards Nilbog with Eugene full steam ahead to try and win Holly back. Okay. So actually, it's it's Elliot. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Eugene Elliot, whatever. Sorry, we did actually miss a point, which was okay. that Elliot and his boys were in that RV, and the RV, something goes wrong with it, and then they're stuck by the side of the road next to the woods. Well, the Waits family actually drives past them oh, yeah. on the way to Nilbog. And Holly sees them and she's like, throws a middle finger at him. Yeah. yeah. But I, I will say that Holly was really, she was throwing real mixed signals. Yeah. Yeah. So Elliot and his friends, though, they are stuck in that RV on the side of the road. And he has decided to entice his friends to come on this Ooh, trip. Oh, yes, with the promise of hot Nilbogian women. Which leads me to ask, one, how do you know there's a plethora of women in Nilbog? and they're hot. And two, what makes you think they want your fucking sorry ass? I want to spend my summer with a bunch of sexually inexperienced kids who, like, fucking blow their load in two seconds. That's how I... That's 
how I picture my perfect <laughs> evening of romance. <laughs> and let's, let's point out that they're not even bringing beers with them. They're drinking a lot of, like, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, they're just like, oh, who wouldn't want to <laughs> drink Tab and have, like, five-second sex with me? <laughs> so the boys are now rolled up in town. They're hanging out in their RVs. They're, like, getting ready to find hot Nilbogian women. Uh, the only friend whose name I remember named Arnold. He's kind of the most hot to trot of all these guys. Yeah. Like, I thought it was... Oh, hot to trot in the way that he, like, wants to get laid. He wants to get it on. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. he <laughs> is the first one to leave the RV, and he wants to go into town pick up supplies or something? Well, no, he goes outside to smoke a cigarette. Oh, that's it, okay. He had not learned to tighten his belt. He hadn't learned that trick. He was uh, (laughs) playing out of the the Patrick Rickles playbook of weight loss. (laughs) So this is when we have our first encounter with exactly how violent goblins could be. We see a distressed, beautiful woman running through the woods with her clothes torn. And Ariel starts chasing after her. And it's never... It's not clear that he's going to save her, Exactly. It's more like babes. That's exactly what it is. He's not running after her to like stop her and help her and see what's wrong. He's just like, oh my god, it's a woman. (laughs) He says, stop, stop I say, and then (laughs) tackles her. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed this. When he tackled her, his head lands on her boob and he like nussles it there for a while. And I'm just like, this girl has clearly experienced some sort of physical trauma. Her clothes are ripped. She's freaking the fuck out. You're using this moment to be like, ah, boobies. (laughs) (laughs) So she's she's panicked, and did she have some, like, green sweat coming from her? Oh, yeah, we got the green sweats, because she ate the poison food. She did, and she asks Arnold, oh, are you human? Because she thinks that he might be a goblin, Mm. and his response is very human. Wanna see? It's like, uh... Yeah, and it's like, really? Right now? Like, yeah, don't tackle people who are being panicked. You can learn a lot from Troll, too. Do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) So then, this is when we finally are first really encountered with the goblins. Mm -hmm. The girl's like, the monsters! And then they show up. He is not at all, like, it's totally normal to him that these, like, weird fucking... Like, it's just like, oh, you're clearly not... Not human. Let me go talk to you. <laughs> he's he's very forward. And so yeah, he starts to try and rationalize with the goblins. Let me give you some advice, dwarves. Get out of here, or you're going to be in a lot of trouble. By Lovely who? Viola. You, dorkster. Yeah, dorkster <laughs> with glasses. Yeah. So then the troll, the sorry, the goblins are pretty much like fuck you, and they shoot him in the, the shoulder with it's a, a spear. spear. They yeah. throw a spear into, into his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the girl who we never get her name. The girl and Arnold we run into a, a abandoned house that looks like a church. So then we have another really wonderful character show up who is a woman who goes by the name of Credence Clearwater Revival. (laughs) What's her name? Credence Lenore Gilgold. So (laughs) she shows up and it is some of the best worst acting I've seen in my life. She's got like a ever-growing cold slores that are like growing across her face. Um, She has an accent that I'm just like, are you from Eastern Europe or Italy or maybe just like straight up Transylvania? She's sort of speaking in mad scientist. And she's done up in makeup, which I think is intended to make her look old. Like, But she's clearly played by a young...
younger actress. Yeah. yeah. And she, she has magic stones in her house from Stonehenge. From Stonehenge. Yeah, that comes into play a little later. I don't Never know how. how they made it from Stonehenge uh, all the way over to Nailbog. To, 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 to Upstate Nailbog. New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made it sure. All, yeah, they made it all the way to... Took the Concord to a metro north. <laughs> yeah, um, so we have two wounded people at they, Credence's house. They roll yeah. up at Credence's house. Credence is all like creepy and weird, and she's like, "Oh, I'll help you." Yeah. Not. <laughs> uh, long story short, the nameless girl uh, dies, turns into plant food for her goblin babies. After she's given her the broth to drink that will yes. heal her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so her and Arnold are drinking this broth. Right. And he sees this woman dying in front of her after having Oh yeah, and then he continues the to drink more broth. Well, he's like, what's wrong with her? And she's like, never mind, drink your broth. And he's like, okay. okay. <laughs> she drinks the broth and turns into... Green mush. Green mush. He yeah. drinks the broth and yeah. turns into a tree. Yep. But I will say this much, her death scene was like one of the longest death scenes. I wrote here, (laughs) girlfriend's dying all over the house. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, eh. Eh. And it starts downstairs, and she moves upstairs, she moves into one of her rooms. She gets up to a second flight of stairs, Yeah, right? yeah. She melts into the floor. Yeah, you're right. Well, it was the first scene that I think truly show us the effects of all the weird food that, every, that the townspeople are trying to make everyone eat. Poison! Yeah, so I think the idea was like, we're going to really show you all the details of this. And so, yeah, so she, she turns from human into plant-based goop. And then this was a really great line that I also loved in this movie was when Arnold um, started turning into a tree enough that he like couldn't move. His feet turned into like a tree, tree trunk. Yeah. And the girl is like writhing all over the house and dying. She turns into plant food. The goblins start eating her. And his line is, oh my god, they're eating her and then they're gonna eat me. <laughs> so, so, and I was like, wow. Now That's been like memefied. That that was the one thing I knew about Troll 2. Oh really? That's been memefied? I've seen it. I've I mean, seen that makes that sense. Out a, there. So, I mean, at this point, like, it's kind of driven home. The, the friends are starting to get captured. Thing one from the RV, friend one, right. is captured, <laughs> whose name I don't really care about remembering. Well, hold on. Since we're cutting back to the RV, we you don't want to jump over this, which is the weird... Homerotic sub- scene? Yes. So the yeah. weird sub-story... Like, clearly what's going on with the girlfriend and the boyfriend is that she keeps saying stuff like, it's either your boys or it's me. It's like, it's not one or the other. So it's Unless just you're f- fucking all of them. And the thing is, like, I think she's worried that... He, he is a homo. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, what, she need him in the nuts, so clearly that turns into um, yes, a yes, homo. That's oh, maybe how... that's it. Maybe that's what... T- that's, maybe that's what turns into... I mean, to... Pat, you, you tell us. That's, that's how it starts. That how you it get me in the nuts, and all of a sudden you want dick in your mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so the whole thing is when they cut back to the RV, hint, the boyfriend and the other guy are laying there shirtless in bed together. Yeah, mullet friend. Yeah, mullet friend. Yeah, mullet friend. And they're both incredibly hairless. They are very it's smooth. It's like they're porn ready. They're very smooth, Ooh. yeah. They yeah. <laughs> must be porn ready. <laughs> that's, that's an ad. The dudes are just there shirtless. It's never really mentioned later, so there is a unspoken... There's a lot of things left unsaid in this movie. Grandpa Seth's chip on his shoulder about goblins. Why his dad was a malnourished Hungry. child. For only $3 a day. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can kick a child in the nuts <laughs> and turn them gay. <laughs> oh my god. So another friend gets picked off. Oh, the guy to get in the milk. Yeah, that's Bandana friend. Yeah, yeah, he's running into town to get provisions for his for his friends who just potentially finished having some uh, homoerotic sex. <laughs> and Homos. Yep. What happens when you get needed enough? Yeah. <laughs> they were up all night kneeing each other. <laughs> back and forth. Back and back and forth. Back and forth. Andrew, I can guarantee you a little his a little educational lesson here. Yes. That's not what gays do. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I you don't need. Each other in the nuts? I just thought it was like wailing on nuts. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) What a rude. A uh, bandana friend gets picked up by <laughs> Sheriff Gene Freak. That sounds that like a, a name of like a person in an 80s band. This is a, like a glam rock band. Yeah, yeah. like, like a, I'm Gene Freak and we're the Freaksters. Yeah, like a I'm Lydia Lunch or <laughs> I'm Sid Vicious. Like I'm Gene Freak. I'm Lunch Lady and this is. <laughs> <one's laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four. Um, Gene Freak. That <laughs> name, man. As, as he's busy jogging into town and Gene Freak Gary Glitter let me give you a ride and then while he's in the car he says are you hungry would you like this weird ass green sandwich yeah eat this oh, yeah. sandwich that's like a it's hamburger like relish. with, uh, with, with Play-Doh. relish Play-Doh yeah it totally yeah. looks like Play-Doh you see him biting into the sandwich you're like uh oh and uh, yeah, yeah so then he eventually turns into goblin food he makes his way over to Creedence Clearwater Revival's house <laughs> and he tries to save his friend Arnold who has this point is like a potted plant. Yeah, Arnold's He's like full gone full full plant. He's Audrey too. Um, yeah, he is Audrey too. <laughs> feed me Arnold. <laughs> feed me So, So, yeah, Bandana Friend is not doing well because at this point, Credence comes in and sees him trying to drag the potted plant friend out the door, and she backhands him, and he lands on the bed, and she turns to our potted plant friend Arnold and is just like, naughty, naughty, you're trying to escape. I'm going to use a chainsaw and turn you into a milkshake. And And I'm going to bring all the boys to the yard. Yeah. (laughs) So we see her with a chainsaw. Dead and gone. Do we not see him again? We no, never see we Arnold never see again. him again. And uh-huh. also, we never see Bandana Friend again. He was just in the bed. He turns over. He looks and sees a glass of Arnold milkshake. And that's and it. That's it. And that's you it. never see Bandana Friend again. Well, yeah. You know. uh, Joshua and his father go into town because they need some supplies. The town is very small. And at this point, we think that they're very religious, kind of like a God-fearing folk. Right. And that they're in mass. So it turns oh. out it's not really mass. It's like a town meeting for goblins to like talk about how disgusting disgusting humans are with the mm-hmm. fact that they put poison in their Me- body. Meat. Meat specifically about meat. Specific, put- the specific poison they put in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Elliot goes in, finds this meeting happening, eavesdrops on the meeting. Joshua. Has, or, God, Joshua. <laughs> Wait, what movie? Um, <laughs> Joshua gets caught eavesdropping on the goblin meeting and they try and feed him some green pudding. At this mm-hmm. point, the dad walks in because the dad is not sold on this I'm this sure. goblin thing just yet. Mm-hmm. So he walks in and the, the goblins all, like, all want to keep it like under wraps that they're goblins yeah. for the for the adult members of the family so they're like oh we're just trying to feed them pudding it was very awkward they all leave so then after all that the goblins try to make good with the family they throw a little party where there's a bunch of food the annual nilbog sweet time jamboree <laughs> old jug band yeah. 
They're all like, scratch, 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 scratch on the bass. Doing, 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 doing. Yeah. And they're essentially like, sorry we freaked out your kid, and sorry we've all been a bunch of like weirdos. They're still in human form, and they just yes. they're still trying to trick them. Yes. We're having a little party here where there's like food and song and dance, everyone's square dancing, and they're just like, eat some of this food and hang out with us and be friends. Also, at this point, Elliot Elliot's comes there. in, the boyfriend. Yes. The mom sees him and for a hot second is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and the daughter says, Elliot's part of the family. Wow, now. yeah, and it's like, oh, that's yeah. real fast. And then she goes, oh, Elliot, and then like lovingly caresses the side of his cheek. Yeah. And it's like, wow. That was fast. Really yeah. turn around. All forgiven. The only person who's fucking hip to this is Joshua. He's yeah. just like, this is bullshit. You're a bunch of goblins. You want to see this food. He doesn't know what to do at this point. Runs upstairs. Summons his grandfather in a mirror who appears as a gigantic fucking head. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel... mean, totally looked like Zordon from <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grandpa Seth essentially tells him, like, you gotta fix this. <laughs> So what happens at this part, really, is that Grandpa has come out of the mirror and Joshua is like, what do I do to save the family? Because he's already peed, so his bladder's empty. (laughs) And Grandpa says, we must move quickly to put out the fire. And Joshua says, what fire? And Grandpa then produces a Molotov cocktail and says, guess. When I was nine, if someone showed me that, I'd be like, soda? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Soda with washcloth? He's like, "Uh, Joshua, I know you're only nine, but I need you to commit murder. I need you to light a a grown man on fire. Yes. It's called a Molotov cocktail. Um, I'll explain it to you when you're older. I'll explain it to you when you're older, but for now, I need you to kill. And Grandpa bust out of the mirror, gave the Molotov cocktail. Uh, At this point, a goblin also bursts through the mirror, and Grandpa chops off the goblin's hand. Oh, oh right. yeah, and it's Creedence Clearwater Revival yeah. in goblin form. Yeah. And she goes back home to her magic stones yeah. and magically regrows her hand. Uh, but back to the house, that's when <laughs> the preacher does some sort of magic and gets the Molotov oh, cocktail yeah. in his hand. Right. Somehow, he's trying to banish Grandpa back to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the key back, word right. here, back to hell. Yeah. And it was just like, wait a minute, I, you know, I don't know this dude's backstory. <laughs> I don't know what he did in his, like, earlier life. Right. For all I know, he could have been a murderer and a rapist, and maybe that's, like, what earned him a spot in hell. But he seems like a pretty stand-up guy. So, like, you're throwing a big load on me that all of a sudden he is going back to hell. So while this is all happening, the wind picks up, and it gets very loud and chaotic, and Joshua, the only thing he really wants to talk about at this moment is, are you really in hell? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he doesn't say it in that tone. Well, Grandpa doesn't answer. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. He doesn't, you you don't really have a lot of time right now, and this seems like a big conversation. I don't know where babies come from. You should ask your mom. I don't Does know God if I'm exist? In hell. Yes and no. Yeah, right now uh, we got we got some goblins that we gotta save your family from. So let's save those questions for later. But he was such a stand-up guy, such that he used his ghostly powers to light the Molotov cocktail on fire. Goblin Preacher Man is now on fire. The son of a goblin preacher man. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Reverend Goblin is on fire, and there is a fire extinguisher that's also that does available. like fucking shit. And so the dad and the family all run out, and the dad sees this person on fire, and it's just like I'm a good citizen. Grabs the fire extinguisher, puts out Reverend Goblin, and we see a burnt goblin carcass. Yeah. Da, dun, da, dun, da. Da. It's not. A, it's not a human. Yeah, a human went down, but a, a goblin emerged from the. The first thing that really should have been out of this guy's mouth was the fuck, because it's a burnt up goblin car- carcass. But instead, he's just like. Kind of rationally, he's like, what's that? And at that point, that's when Sheriff Gene Freak... <laughs> God, man. I feel like any time his name is said in the movie, it's like that should just like be the clip. He's like, I'm Sergeant Gene Freak. Uh, uh, Gene Freak! Gene Freak. Say she. Gene Freak! But what confused me here is that the sheriff said, he was one of us and you killed him. He's like, he didn't kill him. Now it's your turn. But yeah, no, exactly. The dad is putting out the fire. Yeah, right. and at this point, they they don't know a fucking goblin from their asshole. So, <laughs> like, why is it all of a sudden their fault? Like, there, there's lots of questions. I'm sure the Wheats have lots of questions. All of a sudden, you're accusing me of murder. Yeah, like, but I think one thing, one interesting thing that can be said about the dad, who is played by George Hardy. Yes. Prior to actually acting in this movie, he mm. was a dentist. And also post this movie, he was a dentist. Should have stuck with your day job. <laughs> but yeah. I, I feel like, so we've, we've gotten to the point about Reverend Goblin on fire, and they put him out. And this goblin's on fire! <laughs> <laughs> I like where the point where it's like, just any songs that come to mind based on Troll 2. <laughs> but I, I feel... <laughs> I feel like we've passed over a big point here, which was that when you had the congregation of the Nilbogian people together and the preacher was preaching to the fam- to the congregation about the evils of eating meat and disgusting uh-huh. humans eating meat, prior to actually Joshua coming upon this congregation, they went to the general store and the father decides to fall asleep outside of the general store because <laughs> nobody's there. Yeah. And it's at this point that astute Joshua looks in. <laughs> In the side view mirror and sees the town name Nilbog. Ooh, backwards. Uh, backwards. Yeah. And s- says that Nilbog spells goblin backwards. I, Pat, I'd like to point out that I was not Mr. Quick on the uptake when we got to this point, and uh, I did not actually notice Nilbog was goblin spelled backwards. <laughs> May I ask, did you know when you first watched the film? Did you catch it? I, I think I have to admit as well, I did not catch that. But I think also equally, I saw this movie when I was like seven or eight years old, so... Um. I'm not seven or eight, so I'm a little, a little slightly more embarrassed by that, but all right, good Loser! <laughs> So coming back to the goblin that's now been put out uh, that was on fire by the dad who's now being accused of murder, the the family starts backing away very slowly and run into the house. And at this point, you flash over to Creedence Clearwater Revival's house. (laughs) And she asks the magic rocks to give her her old powers. Uh. And her old powers are just being hot. She doesn't gain the power of, like, invisibility or extra strength or time travel. Lightning out of the fingertips. Yeah, she just is 
her old powers are just like make me hot again. Yeah. Which the rock grants. It takes away all of her cold sores. All the cold sores in her and her, her powdered and white hair. Puts a little like Clairol at the roots. So the magic rocks are basically the equivalent of like Dwayne Reed. You get some hair dye, you get some like herpacil, and bam, you're yeah, good to go. you're brand new, good to go, good to go. She did have the to hit the club. Did you? <laughs> but basically, she turns hot to go pick up the last straggler friend hanging out in the RV. Mullet which, friend. Right? And this is when we come upon the best oh scene God. of this movie. I have to admit, this is why I picked this movie. Cause I remembered the scene. Yes. The, the popcorn, popcorn oh, yeah. scene. Yeah. Yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> so CCR, in her sexy state, rolls up on yeah. this RV. Mole friend is like the la- last man left standing. He's stuck in the RV. Uh, he's been abandoned by his friend Elliot, who shows chicks over dicks. <laughs> and um, He probably drank all the Mountain Dew at this point. And he's sitting in this RV by himself watching a shitty TV. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it gets interrupted, like, seriously, like, public access TV style yeah. of the now hot Creedence Clearwater Revival, revival like, making her way down the driveway or whatever the fuck it is, the, the trail, path, the yeah. path the where they are. And, and just- she is fucking sexing it up with a corn cob. You can tell she's extra sexy because the, the soundtrack uh, kicks in. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, she, like, it's like, yeah. like, da 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 And she is like really fucking selling her sexuality in partnership with this corn cob that I'm just like, are you gonna peg him? Like, what the fuck? And like, is he down with that? Please, listeners, know that I am not judging pegging, but pegging's not for everyone. And I think it's really bold of her to assume mullet friend is on board with getting pegged by a corn cob. There was no pegging to be had, but what does end up happening... She lady in the tramsum, but instead of a... She does. Spaghetti with a corn cob. Yeah, so she gets gets him to invite him in, even though it's not at all weird that she hijacked his TV. Yeah. But she's sexy and he doesn't give a damn because he came up to... Because he came up there to make it. Um, So he opens up the RV, lets her in. They start kind of like having sexual touchy-feelies. Oh, it's just yeah. rubbing. And then he makes some comment about how he likes popcorn better and all of a sudden, but Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like... The corn turns into popcorn. The popcorn is just pew, pew, Filling pew, up pew. that RV. I, that, yeah. Flying everywhere. <laughs> and I was just... Also, it's my favorite kind of special effects popcorn that the oh, yeah. popcorn is supposed to be emanating from the corn cob. They're both sort of... Uh, chawing on. Chawing on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but the popcorn's really being thrown from off-screen. Yeah, so they're both cobbin, but it's uh, a... <laughs> that's the new, that's wow. a new sex term. That's a new sex term. <laughs> wow. You heard it here first, first <laughs> folks. You got pegging. Pegging. And now you got cobbin. Cream of corn. <laughs> Corn yuck. I don't. I can't really. I can't really fully. No, we are not cutting that out. And I can't really fully visualize like what that means. But it's so gross. That's what comes out afterwards. Yeah, it's the end. It's the end bit. <laughs> anyway, so there's a lot of popcorn made. The guy is just kind of like, oh, I love it. So much popcorn. And yeah, then really. we never. And then we never see him again. That's it. Wait, doesn't That's he it. emerge from? Oh yeah, he emerges from the popcorn yeah, a little later and he's, he's just like, like whoa. Oh, 
I just got cobbed real hard. <laughs> yes. And um, and that's that it. is that's literally that's it. That's yeah. it. So it's just like cool. we never see him again. And then like yep. no one seems to care to go back to find these guys. So while all of this though is happening, the house is under siege. The family has run back into the house. They've realized that they are surrounded by goblins. The goblins throw some food on the porch. They're like, you can come quietly into the night by eating these sandwiches and turning into plant food. Or we will have to be forced to storm the castle and kill you. And we don't want to do that because we are semi-peaceful goblins who would rather just have you turn into liquid jello. So they they decide to hold the sands. Yeah, and it's it's the sister's idea because sisters are always the smartest. (laughs) And Joshua Joshua states, Holly, you're a genius. (laughs) And, and at that point, they, it might have well have been Pat saying, Donna, you're a genius. And I would do a hair flip, oh. and I'd be like, I know. <laughs> they decide to hold the sands to call Grandpa Seth, and while they're trying to call him up, they are successful. But what happens is there is a little swapsy-mopsy. Joshua gets sent to the Goblin Castle, a.k.a. CCR's house, and a goblin gets sent in Joshua's place and attacks a family. Right. So the family's like running around the house being chased by a <laughs> goblin, but we don't really focus on that. What we really focus on is Joshua at the goblin castle trying to figure out how to like get rid of all these goblins with Grandpa Seth. Basically, he says that there's two major ways that you're going to get rid of the goblins. You gotta concentrate <laughs> all of your good all energy right. on the rocks. The Stonehenge rocks. Yeah. yeah, but it's never really specified like what you're concentrating on. I th- that was very unclear. Yeah. It's very unclear. It's like maybe you're concentrating like favorite memory or the best thing you ever did in your life. They're your just grocery like, list. Yeah, they're just like concentrate. And it's like I guess I'm gonna touch this rock and make like a constipated look on my face. Like I am. <laughs> I need more fiber. (laughs) And um, Grandpa gives him a secret weapon. Yes. And the weapon is handed to him off camera. So you you see an exchange of goods, but you don't know at that moment exactly what he's getting. I'm totally blanking on what this was. I'm not. Oh. Well. I'll know it when you say it. The minute you say it. So. And and that's exactly what Grandpa said to Joshua as well. He's like, you'll know when to use it. So Joshua takes the bag. It was actually a bag with a corn cob in it. (laughs) And he's like, why is this gooey? (laughs) (laughs) So back at the homestead, the family is cornered by the goblins. Goblin queen CCR realizes that Joshua is back at the homestead, at her homestead, touching the magic stone and putting some good, good feelings into the stone. And she's just like... I gotta get back to my house and I need reinforcements. So she heads back to the house right. and sends out a bat signal that like all of the other goblins need to like hightail it back. So they're about to like stab up the family with their stabby sticks. Mm-hmm. And right before they stab the family, there's like a noise made, like a caca. 
<laughs> and um, they're like, our queen is calling us. So they had they hightail back to the castle. And then the dad, in like his most theatrical cue card reading voice, <laughs> says, our son Joshua is at the castle. We have to go get him. <laughs> so they all, everyone heads back to the castle. Joshua is there, and he is cornered now by all of the goblins. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it seems like all is lost. Sam the Ronan and the family. Mm-hmm. So Joshua pulls out his secret weapon, and it is a hamburger. Yeah, no, bologna sandwich. Oh, oh right. bologna sandwich. Sorry. Right. It is a it is a meat substance sandwich. Yes. So he can <laughs> begins to consume it, horrifying the goblins because now his human meat is unpure because he has violated his body with all sorts of gross toxins. So he continues to eat it, and all of the goblins and including CCR, back off in total revulsion. They're like, oh, I can't believe you're eating that. I can't eat you because you're disgusting. Your meat's gonna taste gross. And then while they're being horrified, the family shows up. Family shows up. Everyone puts their hands in the stone. They concentrate and all of the goblins melt into goo and die. And it's the dawning of a new day. It's the dawning of a new day, except most of this movie takes place uh, during the day. Yeah, because they don't have enough budget to light. So, goblins have been defeated. The family immediately heads home because they're like, fuck this noise. They roll up at home. Everyone's shell-shocked. Holly and Elliot go to Elliot's house. Dad goes into town. Oh, he goes to his office. He's like, I gotta go to my office. Oh, everyone thought I was supposed to be work yesterday. Oh, my bad. (laughs) So, and then uh, the mom's just like, oh, well, me and Joshua hang out here. They roll into the house. They're hanging out. She gets a thing of apples out of the fridge. And yeah, like, it's just like, if I went back to my house and there was food left there that I didn't buy after a big goblin attack. Stranger danger. Yeah, I'd be like, you know, let's check this food. But that's not really a question. And she starts eating the apples. Joshua decides he wants to take a nap. Mom decides she's going to take a shower. But she, the whole time, is just like, oh, these apples are so good. And just like chows down the apples. Guess what? The apple are from the goblins. Goblin attack. It's not over. So Joshua's hanging out in his room and then all of a sudden... He starts hearing these voices. Yeah, he gets a little like heebie-jeebies. He's like, I thought things were okay, but things aren't okay. Goes to find his mom. Well, so he goes to go down the stairs and there's a ball. Ooh, hearkening back to the beginning of the movie. Exactly. What does it say this time? He catches it and it says, your mom is yummy. And then he runs upstairs to the shower and that's where he sees... There's green smears everywhere. He runs back downstairs to the kitchen and the goblin are having a feast off his mom's body. Um, We see a gelatinous booby to indicate that this is a female. It had been his mom. Pile of uh, goo. And to note, like, that didn't happen to any of the other women (laughs) who had been turned into the green goop. So, like... Sexist. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the goblins looks up, says, Would you like some? And Joshua screams, No! And fade fade to black. So, listeners, now it's time for three key takeaways. Donna, what is your first key takeaway? I mean, I know it was already said in the movie. I'm just going to reiterate it. Sure. You don't piss on hospitality. (laughs) You don't. You just don't. If someone is going to treat you well, 
You don't piss on that. They're going to give you haunted troll cakes, and you're going to be like, I... Like, maybe I just don't eat it. Maybe I just say, <laughs> oh, thanks, but I'm not hungry right now. Yeah, yeah just, like, Instagram that. Be like, oh, my God, my hosts are the best. <laughs> and then you, like, crumble it up and throw it out in the back. Like, in the, if you're in Chicago, you throw it in the alley. If you live in New York, you throw it in the street with, like, everything else. But you don't piss on hospitality. Yeah. All right, Andrew. My first key takeaway is somewhat related to your takeaway. Don't piss on anything. <laughs> and now I realize that gets them out of a jam early in the film and that Joshua does piss on that food and make You're assuming but he pissed on it though. I'm assuming you <laughs> Yes. I but, in my heart of hearts know he pissed on it. But that's why I'm bringing it back because the thing is we don't since <laughs> since it created a certain level of confusion Maybe, maybe my key takeaway should be modified and say, don't take your belt off before you explain why you're taking your belt off. And <laughs> he doesn't only... take his belt off. He just unzips his pants. There's no belts to be had. Am I, am I conflating what the father did after the fact? Well, the father time? did have the whole belt scene. Joshua had no belt. All right, well, let's just broaden it out to say there's a general taking of pants off in this film. Okay. Um, so let's just say, explain what you're going to do before you try to take your pants off. Oh, fair. And You'd like well, a heads up. You'd like a warning. I'd like a little you bit of like a up. little... Yeah. I just, just want to know what's going on. All That's right. all. Pat, do you take away number one? Mine is probably not so much on the humorous side, but it's to say that if you are in an abusive relationship, don't be afraid to speak <laughs> out. Uh, because that is good. Poor Elliot. He has so far been kneed in the nuts. He was yeah. punched at one point by Holly. He was threatened with nut eating. He was threatened yeah, he with was. nut eating. Eventually, he decided to give up his friends to go with Holly. Classic to signs. Oh, man. Get rid of your friends. Classic I, signs. So I think it's important that when you are in an abusive relationship, you recognize the signs. You're never alone. You're, You're never, never alone. alone. Solidarity. Yeah. Okay. All right. Key takeaway number two. So every all the goblins are real up on this vegetarian chip. Mm-hmm. Aren't humans meat? I know that turned into a semi-plant form, but at the essence of it, they were still humans, and they are meat. Don't tap this vegetarian lifestyle when you're fucking eating meat. You're right. They're probably hypocrites. Yeah, they are hypocrites. So maybe your key takeaway number two is actually just don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Wow, really condensed. (laughs) Nothing more needs to be said. I think don't be a hypocrite. Yeah, humans essentially are meat. Don't be a hypocrite. (laughs) My key takeaway number two is actually directed at the villains of the film, mm-hmm. uh, which is I think their key mistake was that the only food they ever offered up for the townspeople to eat was cake. Yeah, they didn't have any savories. <laughs> Everything was a cake. Everything was a dessert. What if you're not a sweets person? When the family right. when the family got to the house, it was mostly kind of like pies and cakes looking yeah. stuff. Later on when they had that big party all where all the townspeople came, it was, yeah. again, all cakes. Yeah. And so I think if you really want to kind of suck people in real quick and kind of take care of your goblining, you know, your go- in wow. a, in you a, just turned that into a verb <laughs> in a uh, an expedient fashion, a variety of food. What if you offer someone a donut and they're like, "I have type two diabetes. I can't. I, I can't do crudite. this." Yeah, do chips. You, yeah, maybe some tacos or something up front. Some uh, salad. You know, sometimes you want a little savory. So don't Switch front it up. load. Don't front load with cakes. Switch it up. All right, Pat. Um, Your so numero due. My, my I just second. combined two languages. <laughs> <Yeah>. International. <laughs> <laughs> 
My second key takeaway is also health-related. Early in the movie, we had talked about the Nolbogian family that was pretty rude, um, and the <laughs> camera kind of zoomed in on this skin lesion that all of them had. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until later that you notice all the Nolbogians actually have this. And this is only explained once, very briefly in the film, by Joshua, that this is a mole birthmark that looks like a clover. And right. this signifies that these are goblins. And I was just like, oh, that totally doesn't look like a clover. It, it looks like a skin lesion. It looks like these people are... It looks, are like, chew look it like, looks like chewed up gum. And we have poor Creedence Clearwater Revival, <laughs> who is suffering from herpes. Oh, yeah. There's a so... lot of skin diseases in this movie. A lot of skin diseases. <laughs> so my second takeaway is that these conditions can be managed. Be sure to talk to your doctor if anything looks Love weird this. or is anomalous. You can get topical creams for these things. Pat, um, you are like the fast talk <laughs> under a commercial right now. It's just like, like if this were a commercial, people would be like rowing boats and eating those green cakes and having a good time and you'd be like, be sure to talk to your doctor. Do not take no if you are feeling No bog can cause suicidal thoughts and skin rashes on your face. Do not get in a bathtub with your significant other out on a porch while taking mm -hmm. no bog. Do not watch the sunrise while in a bathtub. <laughs> Do not corn cob. <laughs> <laughs> so my final key takeaway is if you were writing a screenplay in a language that is not your first language, my, my first language is English. My only language is English, and sometimes <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really even strong on that. I trip over my words. <laughs> If I were to, I don't know, all of a sudden decide to write a script in French, and <laughs> I'm only going to say that that's the language I'd write in because I took French in high school, so I know right. a few words. I know how to ask you how much your CDs cost and, and, oh. where, and where is the library. Can you give us right now how much do your CDs cost? Oh, yeah. Uh, combien coûte les discompacts de Jacques Brel? Oh, wow, shit. wow, international. <laughs> so the only other language that I have, like a mini, mini, mini school grass, oui. yeah, we, 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 petit <laughs> grasp of is French. So if I were to like go out on a limb, we is not little in the way I was using. And uh, oh yeah, that's not. I just said. Yes, yes, small. <laughs> That's what I just said in French. Yes, yes, small. Um, yeah, so I don't know. If I were writing a screenplay in a language that was not my native language, I might take a little advice from uh, people who are native speakers and just be like, I defer to you. I don't parlay Francais on a daily basis. You uh, tell me uh, what to do. Uh, oh, oui, oui. Uh, all right. But at least they did well for having Jean Freak. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, Freak oh, yeah. out! In France, I'm here with Jean Freak. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Uh, Andrew, what is your... Uh, my okay. key takeaway, number three, is that uh, corn is not a sexy vegetable. Uh, I understand... Says you. Said, well, well, says this film, because the film eventually shows us... I understand why one would assume that corn has a sexy vibe, because, you know, it's phallic. It's phallic, yeah. Um, but then if you really start to think of it in the particulars, it's like you got to shuck it first. And I don't know, shuck is not a sexy word. And then it's like it's it's all the kernels, so it's kind of And who knows bumpy. what gets, gets lost up there. Yeah, yeah. You're going to find that later. If you saw a thing and it was bumpy, 
you you probably want to run in the opposite direction. I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no. I, I mean, if I saw if I, I saw a peen, if I saw a peen that looked like a corn cob, I You'd would be like, fucking run through the hills. You're like, what the fuck? All right. And there's, there's no graceful way of getting out of that no. other than being horrified. Yeah. Like you can't just be like in the middle of it and then all of a sudden be like, You're like I'm just not oh, I gotta Bye. check my email. <laughs> oh, I just remember I have a really important email I gotta answer. <laughs> I just. So I gotta go and stick my thumbs into my eyes <laughs> and unsee what I just saw. Oh, oh shit. shit! So listeners, oh. listeners, I want you to know, and if we ever get our Instagram together, we'll put this on Instagram. My boy. Uh, my brother Pat just Pat wins the internet right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Pat is my brother Pat is winning the internet. He just pulled up a dildo oh, that shit. is shaped like a corn cob. It's not called that, Andrew, but cock shit. on the cob it is a gone. really great. Uh, name for that. Oh my lord. Yes. And um, uh, yeah, so maybe some people like that bump of shit, but you don't know whether it, maybe it feels really good. Yes. All the bu- the bumpy McBumpersons. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, all we'll right. put we'll put that up on our Instagram. Right. So uh so yeah, if you're gonna pick a phallic vegetable, uh go cucumber, carrot, or one of those weird potatoes. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry, disclaimer. No one put the stuff up don't your Don't put vegetables in your in your butts. In your in, in, in G.I. American hero. Pat, so let's wrap it up. What is your third and final takeaway? Well, I have to be really boring, and actually my third one is another... You're like, and my third one is, do put those things up your butt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, snoozeville, Pat. (laughs) Actually, um... I I have another health-related one, which was actually, throughout this movie, I was very concerned about little Joshua, who was... uh, Seen as dead grandpa. He was hallucinating. He was uh, lying. He was going up and talking to strange people on the side of the road. He then was peeing in front of his family. He was was setting people on fire. Clear cry for attention. All of these things across the board are... Cry for help. Cry for help. Cry for help. So my third takeaway from this is that parents should be more concerned about their children, especially when they're exhibiting psychotic behavior. Mm, yes, yes. Keep your eyes on your little ones. Yeah. yeah. Especially if they're seeing goblins, mm-hmm. not trolls. All right. Well, folks, that's all we got for you. I feel we learned. I felt we lived. <laughs> I felt we loved. I felt we loved. Live, love, laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's my take. And that is all three of us are in agreement. Live, laugh, laugh. laugh. Don't put corn up your butt. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Check us out next time on Stab Gap. Bye. 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 Say bye, Pat. Bye. You can't piss on hospitality.